What's going on, everybody? Welcome for tuning into the Blazing Defender Report. I got a very, very special guest for you guys today. Comic book creator and author of Memoirs of an Angel, Brian Rodman, is going to sit down with me today. We're going to talk life. We're going to talk comics. We're going to talk Memoirs of an Angel. And there's going to be several frosty brews destroyed in this conversation. So it's not going to be something you want to miss. And as always, guys, you can always go to the Facebook page and check out the live video. And if you ever want to see a live show, subscribe to the page. Join the live chat. Ask us your questions. We'd love to have you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. All right. I want to welcome everyone to the Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones. I have a very special show for you guys today. I know it's Thursday. Typically, your show's on Friday, but I got a very special guest. Comic creator extraordinaire. Hey, when he's at CDC a few years ago, you all will be like, oh my God, he was on his show. And I'm like, hell yeah, he was. Creator of Memoirs of an Angel, Brian Rodman. What's going on, brother? That was an epic, <laughs> an epic intro. Thank you. Thank very much. you. It's a privilege to be yeah, here. Man. Yeah, I'm honored. Awesome, yeah, awesome, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, Brian, we are at. Uh, third turn in, in J-Town, Jefferson Town. It is an old church that has been renovated yep. into a brewery. Very, very cool. We do have a group of people right beside us over there. <laughs> it's backwards. Right beside us. Uh, so I hope you guys can hear. If you can't, let us know. Um, but I got Brian with me. We're going to ask him some questions. And Brian, All right. with any good exercise, you got to warm up. You got to warm up. So we got to get our heads warmed up. All right. All right. So I got some rapid fire. And unlike Peter David, uh, slow fire Peter David is what we call him now on the network. Um, real quick, just right. the first thing that comes to your mind. It's not a big deal. Uh, you may get some shit from these guys from your answers, but that's part of it, too. All right. All right ready? Uh, steak or chicken? Chicken. Oh, okay. I figured you steak guy. Cap or Superman? Superman. Whoa, okay, I'm 0 for 2 right now. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Okay, got that one right. Uh, favorite breakfast cereal? Oh, I'm going to be a child. Kicks. Yes, oh Kids man. Tested mother of Oh my God, so. yes, yes. Oh, you kind of showed your age there. Do they still make kicks? Yeah, man. I was so excited. <laughs> Did you see his face when he said that just now? He was like, yeah, man, they make that shit. Yeah. No, I was, I was in the store with my wife the other day, and I was like, geeks, they still have it. Because I hadn't, you know, I hadn't really I paid attention to cereal yeah, in a long right. time. Right, so, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we bought Raisin Bran, which oh, my wife yeah. likes Raisin Bran. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, much better for you. Yes. Maybe, I mean, well, yeah. there's, a, there's a fruit in it, if that's what you mean. Other than that, it's full of sugar, too. But, uh, you know, and I usually, I go through and I'll see Cookie Crisp and... Uh, during Halloween time, they had Frankenberry and Blueberry. Remember yeah, those? Dude. Count Chocula. Yes. And then, like, not too long ago, Jim Lee came out and did, like, artwork for the for the new cereal. I'm not joking either. This It was, like, a year or two ago. How did I not know that? I don't know, man. I just, it was something random that came up on my Facebook feed. 
uh, a couple years ago. And I was like, really? This He's like my thing? favorite artist of all time. And you mean, he did box covers? I think so, yeah. Holy yeah, either that or he shit. did like a design of his own that he did like prints of or something. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a box cool. of cereal somewhere on eBay that's going for $1,000 <laughs> right now, guys. Do you, know, do you realize that? I love Jim Lee, but his shit's way too, way too fucking expensive. I can't have it anymore. All right. Favorite villain, movie, comic, literature, the Joker. Excellent. All right. Mjolnir or a lightsaber? Lightsaber. Really? Yeah. You no, know, you can fly with the hammer, right? I know. But if I have a lightsaber, then I can control the force and I can probably make myself fly. So. <laughs> You know, there's that. See, see, this is the reason he's a comic book creator, and I just read this shit. That's the reason, because I was like, oh, you can fly with Mjolnir. I'm taking fucking Mjolnir. But that's why. Favorite historical figure? Ooh. Oh, um, this is not rapid at all. <laughs> uh, favorite historical figure. You're, you're still way fresher than Chad Nuss was, by oh, the okay, way. Okay, good, good. I'm glad I've got a leg up on Chad. <laughs> we so, all need yeah, a leg up on Chad. That makes me happy. Um, favorite historical figure. Oh, I don't know. And I, I feel like what I'm going to say is just wrong. What so, is it? I don't know. I can't. I just blanked. Can we come back? Yes. All right. Come yes. Back now. Yes. Come back now. It's not rapid fire anymore. Yeah. It's way. not rapid fire. Sorry All right. X Men comic book related. Uh huh. Grant Morrison's X Men or Chris Claremont's X Men? Grant Morrison. Wow, yeah. dude. I'm I, love, I love Grant Morrison. Grant. I would have. I missed every one of these almost on you. <laughs> like I always try to figure out like because I did do a little research. I know you guys don't think I do that shit, but I do. <laughs> And I was like, I'm doing my rapid fires and like with Peter David, when mm-hmm. I did rapid fires with him, Dale Keown and Todd McFarlane were two of the artists he worked with uh, uh, mostly. Yeah. And I went, Todd McFarlane or Dale Keown? And he goes, and, you know, I've heard Todd McFarlane's a huge dick. Mm-hmm. Like just to work with him, he's a huge dick. He was kind of prima donna. He goes, oh, and like the only question Peter David got quickly, Todd McFarlane any day. And I was like, really? So we came back to that and talked about Tom McFarlane, which yeah. was pretty cool. All right, Grant Morrison, we definitely got to come back All to right, that shit. Fine. Okay. What, what we're here for? Memoirs of an Angel. Tell, tell the guys, give us, a, give us a synopsis of Memoirs of an Angel. All right. Well, um, the first trade specifically is um, about a character named Jonathan who is on a quest for revenge and uh, on when he goes after this witch that he's been uh, pursuing for six years, uh, it doesn't end so well for him. He gets caught up in this cosmic warfare that's been going on between um, angels and demons, between the physical realm and the spiritual realm over centuries. Um, and that's pretty much that's that's the gist of the story. So he gets um, kind of caught up in a war that he, he really didn't know what was going on exactly, because yeah. he was going he was hunting down he a witch. A, well, he had a he had a sense because he, he was kind of a paranormal investigator. In, okay. in his lifetime. Oh, that's okay. Cool. And uh, but he left all that behind to go pursue her because of something terrible that she did in his life. Oh, uh, and gotcha. that will be revealed at a later date. Ah, uh, but uh, like but yeah, and, and he gets caught up, and we actually we travel through time a little bit. 
and, and the alternate. So it sounds like it's got a little bit of everything. In yeah, it. yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a horror fantasy genre. So what makes it the what makes it horror? Is it uh, the, is it the violence in the book, or more of a just like a noir take? Uh, there's got there's there's some pretty violent images okay. in there, um, but it's also um, I try to make it as scary as possible okay. with the demons because. Uh, with the demonic stuff, with 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 that, I want to make it as scary as I possibly can, so that way uh, it makes the angels look that much t- more tough. Sure, because sure. they are you know, right, in, right. in the book, and and so uh, to show, I think any great hero needs a great villain. Absolutely. And if the villain is that sadistic, that disgusting, you know, that just makes you turn your head. It makes the hero that much better, right? Um, and so I really wanted to captivate that. So cool. that's the horror aspect of it. I really, I've, I've, I've told people, you know, who really want like a comparison. It's kind of Lord of the Rings meets The Exorcist. Nice. So it's it's there's that horror aspect, but the fantasy aspect, is, yeah. You know, with world building and, and all of that kind of stuff, it's, it's all there. Wow, that's a uh, Lord of the Rings uh, with The Exorcist. That's you it's fucking sold me. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now I've seen it. Guys, you just started Kickstarter, yeah. and we're going to get into how hugely successful that initial launch was. Uh, but I, I, when I go to the Kickstarter page, guys, Memoirs of an Angel, check it out. There's a video, uh, a well-shot video of, of Brian discussing the book, and they're showing some images, like some some, some images from, from the book. And they're fantastic. Uh, like, you, you look at these characters, and you want... To know more about these guys, like holy shit, that dude's badass looking. What's his deal? You know what I mean. So it, to me, you know, just loving comic books. The best thing about finding something new is the characters that grab you. And and visually, in a comic book format, it's always been that visual aspect for me first. Now sometimes it hasn't held me because the story sucks. You know, we've all been there, right? Uh, so yeah, check out that Kickstarter. And since we're talking about that. Uh, Frederick Debo, yeah, who does uh, the great superhero debates. It's a fantastic Facebook page, guys. I'm telling you, and right now he is killing it on the San Diego Comic Con stuff. You've got to check his page out. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for that because it does. It thank looks you. really, really, much. really, really cool. Um, so, well, since we're talking about the Kickstarter, tell everyone like when you initially launched your Kickstarter, what your goal was, and like just t- tell us sure. the tell us the experience about it. Yeah. Well, um, my wife and I, uh, she's she's my business partner in on this, and, and unfortunately she couldn't be here tonight. But um, we initially the goal was two thousand dollars for you know just to kind of cover the basic printing cost, um, and and that was really it. Like we, we were going to the rest was, of the money. That was the cr- to uh, produce a trade. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, okay. The trade. It's because uh, you'd already had three issues. Is that right, correct? I had three okay. issues in black and white, and then I've gone back and I've remastered everything in color, full digital, all that stuff. Um, and uh, and it, the trade includes issues one through four okay. of the series, and all in full color. And you know we've got, we've got some extra stuff in the back. We've got a foreword by my friend Nathan, and uh, uh, he's done like a lot of horror movie poster stuff, and and has a really good successful career in comics as well, and in in filmmaking. Um, and uh, so the the first trade is the first four issues, and it's called Memoirs of an Angel: The Great Pilgrim Part One. Because uh, how I have it is there are four books with multiple volumes in each book. Okay. So book one has two volumes. Book two has probably about eight, like 
eight to ten volumes. It's oh, going to wow. be ridiculous. And then, and then book three will have, you know, four volumes before so many volumes. And then it's done. Like, I have the ending planned. Okay. It's all, you know, it's all there. Um, so that's just kind of how I've broken it up. So book one will have this trade, and then in a year or so, year or two, um, it'll have the remaining issues uh, of the book. Okay. So it'll be like five through ten. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you wanted the Kickstarter to produce that trade. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We wanted the the, to, the Kickstarter just to get the basic funds, just to to print out the the books and and, and ship them out, and um and really for me as a creator, it, it was like we needed to be funded. Sure. Sure. But absolutely. I, I really wanted to see you know just how many people we were we were reaching, how many people were in the fan base, and because when you go to comic cons, we've been doing the comic con circuit for two years, right? And so you know you you meet people and and you you know they they buy the book and. If you're lucky, they come back the next year and buy the book. Um, we've had plenty of good friends and family sure. uh, to get involved. And for me, it was just kind of a, this Kickstarter was to gauge, you know, who who is stayed, who is right. here, right. who is still wanting to read the book. I never thought about a Kickstarter like that, yeah. like to work. Where's my fan base at? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Because how long how long is how long have you been doing memoirs and Rangers? Well. Um, Physically, like actually producing it yes. uh, since 2015. Okay. So okay. Uh, the first issue of the series uh, in the black and white run came out in April of 2016. And then we produced the second issue three or four months later, and then three or four months later the third issue came out, and then I took a break to start remastering everything because we, we over a year and a half, we established you know some, some pretty good readers, and I was like, uh, the, I got some digital... Um, tools that I could use. I got a draw, digital drawing pad. Oh, wow. Okay. All that stuff. So I was like, I really want to give people what I originally envisioned, which was full color. And, right. And, you know, right. And I, to, I had that wrote down because when you said you went from black and white to full color, I right. was curious because, and only because, uh, a lot of like uh, horror genre kind of stuff yeah. is, is in black and white. Yeah. Because they use a lot of that, you know, shadowing and, right. you know, the gray wash kind of stuff. Uh, to produce that, that move right. uh, doesn't have to be that way, of course. Yeah. And, and then sometimes it's a money thing too, correct? Yeah, Especially yeah. starting that out. Was, that was really where we were. Like, I wanted to play to that tone of sure. black and white because you're right. That that gives us so much more. You know, uh, you, you feel like it's extra spooky because yeah. it's black and white. Yeah. And I wanted to play to that, but at the same time. Later on down the road, I really wanted to just play with the color, especially when we go into the spiritual realm and things like that. I wanted you to be able to visually tell the difference between the two realms and, and sure. have a lot of fun with it. And so I was like, well, before I go any further, I might as well go ahead and, and redo it and, and just, you know, kind of like a soft reboot. So like there's some pages that are a little bit different, but everything's pretty much the same. Okay, cool. It's just, it looks a lot better. And and thankfully, you know, I've, my artwork has, has gotten better, too, over the last Absolutely, couple of years. Absolutely, um, yes. So yes. I've finally found a place where I have a style now that, you know, you see that, like, people that have approached me, they're like, you, we see this new stuff, like, we know it's yours. That's where you want to be. Isn't That's it? where you want to be, um, exactly. And so I feel like I'm there. I'm still going to be growing for the rest of my life in that. But, um, you know, now I feel like I can represent the series really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the pages I've seen are color. I'd be curious to go back and look at the black and white and see the difference. I'd, be, I'd really like yeah, that. Yeah, I posted scenario. some side-by-sides. Okay, it's, it's, oh, okay, it's cool. Really, it's really, it's interesting how, how different, like just how far, you know, the, how, not how far I've come, that's not super like arrogant, but like just the tools that I have available to me 
have been able to allow me to just sure. make so many mistakes and then go back. Because with, with digital stuff, you can, you can you know, do whatever and click a button and it's gone. Yeah. You know? And so with, with traditional medium, like, it's more, you know, you have to be a little bit more careful, especially when you're inking. You know, you, yeah. you have one slip and it's, it's done or you gotta, you know, right. you gotta work it in. So right. it just, more freedom to make mistakes made it a better process and made me a better artist. And, it, and if you're not, you could take more chances too, yeah, I absolutely. would think. Yeah. Trust me, I can't draw two fucking <laughs> stick figures. So, and, and if I did, I would mess one up, be really upset. But digitally, I could mess it up and yeah. just hit a button and yeah. start and it, my new stick figure. It gives you, know? you so much freedom. And I still like the traditional medium. I still like, you know, sure. paper and pencil and all that. But I just, as an artist, I've been able to grow so much more. And it's, it's you, you'll never stop technology. No. So you can either stay that way and probably get passed up, or get on the train and, and start to become proficient. Absolutely. You know, what I mean, I've always I've always thought that. I do like the older shit too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But uh, but you know, I, I I totally understand that. Now the Kickstarter was pretty successful. It was. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was uh, something that we, you know, we we were hoping. We knew that you know some fans would and family and friends would come out day one. What happened? We never, we never actually expected what, what happened, and it was, you know, I expected you know, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, and then maybe you know some, some, uh, some safety net backers would come in and fill the gaps by the end of the, the campaign. We reached our goal, which was two thousand dollars, two and a half hours into day one. Two and um, a half hours into day one. <laughs> and so, Robin. Now wait I, a minute. Hold on. I have to because this is the asshole in me. So yeah, this is what I would be thinking. <laughs> <clears throat> it's kind of like if you're selling a car and you're like, a dude's like, hey man, how much you want that car? And I go, shit, 5,000. He goes, okay. Yeah. And you go, shit, you should have said seven. <laughs> Were you all like, oh man, we knew we should have went four grand. Well, we, we thought about that and, um, and, just briefly though, we didn't really, uh, we didn't really, uh, you know, talk about that too much because we were like, well, no, because two thousand is, is exactly what we needed to get the good cushion to 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 print the books and and now anything extra is just it's helping even more, you know, like especially yeah. with all the rewards and everything. I mean, we've we've now hit we've now hit three stretch goals, so we're working toward the fourth one. Um, you know, we've raised over four thousand dollars now, so we're over two hundred percent. Wow, um, that's amazing, man! It's so Congratulations, cool. thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, it's it's been a really humbling and, and, and great process. Uh, off the air, before Brian and I started, <clears throat> we were talking about the Kickstarter, and he he really he kind of I never thought about this. I've never had a Kickstarter. Maybe <laughs> maybe I should start one, get better shit. Uh, but it was he was like, you know, I wanted to see where my fan base was, like. Where are they at? Are they still there? Because, like you said, you've been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, are they still reading? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. And then I guess you found out pretty quickly, like, holy yeah, shit, they're yeah, still the, there. The people, you know? Everybody showed up and then some. So yeah, was, yeah. Was, that's that's really amazing, man. Up, that's great, awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jason and them are wanting to know what we're drinking. Jason, oh, Jason's kind of a, 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 an alcoholic connoisseur. <laughs> uh, so, I'm drinking a... Porter. Porter. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know. Yeah. I asked for a milk or coffee stout. They didn't have that, which yeah. is cool. Uh, but he said the porter's really good. I'm like, I'll try it. So, um, and it is. It's good. Yeah, and I am drinking, I think it's called Pineapple Monkey. <laughs> they brew it here, and it's like a, a blonde IPA. It's really okay. good. Yeah. Is it real hoppy? It's not super hoppy. Okay. Like, like they have another one that's called Trackside Blonde, and that is pretty hoppy. But this is not as bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. That yeah. looks like refreshing. Yeah, I'm going to take a little bit of <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 
Uh, no, man, that's congratulations on that Kickstarter again. Thank Guys, you. go check that out. And the cool yeah. things about Kickstarters and kind of like Patreons, like mine, yeah. uh, you've got, there's some, you know, I've created some content, like some videos, some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, and like I said, that video, uh, it's what, three minutes maybe? Oh, not you, even. Yeah, 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 it may not even be yeah. that. Yeah. But, it, you know, Brian talks about the book. You get some images of the book. Uh, it's really cool. And I was checking out the reward tiers. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's you got some pretty good reward tiers there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, we've uh, we've got some pretty cool stuff. We've got uh, uh, T-shirts and, uh, oh, what else? We have buttons and bookmarks and, and uh, tons of prints. We had a... Uh, uh, Four really good artists, Chad being one of them, um, has provided their skills and talent to uh, draw a few of the characters from the series. So that's that's in the reward level as well. Um, and most of the reward levels that include prints, the uh, the backer gets to choose which print they they want. So well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the, whenever we get to the shipping, um, you know, date, we, we get closer to that. Uh, we'll send out a survey. Everybody, there, there's choices that people have that's on awesome. other things as well. So yeah, because yeah. some Kickstarters don't give, don't give you that. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. Like this is your print, dude. Well, like, Thanks. A lot, of, a lot of Kickstarters, and I don't knock them for this because you know it's it, it, it's it is what it is. But like some some Kickstarters, you don't get a print until a stretch goal. It's, things, it's true. Like a very high yes. you know reward level. Yes, that's true. Uh, so we really wanted to offer some pretty cool stuff because of. The fans that we have had a lot of that stuff, like some of the, the lower level things that they they have already. Like mm-hmm. people have buttons, they have bookmarks. So we wanted to offer some pretty cool stuff, um, you know, for people that have, that have stayed true and loyal. Right. So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> what were you like? So what was your inspiration behind this whole story? Was it uh, was it like was it like was when you came up with this idea for Memoirs of an Angel, this story in your head? Where did it come from? Was it a, like it was an event in your life? Was it you were watching Dean Winchester and Sam shoot demons on you know <laughs> SCW? Yeah, 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 well, yeah right. Because yeah. we all love Dean and right, Sam, man. Uh, so I mean, where where did the inspiration for the story come from? Um, the 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 very beginning, actually, it has its root. Well, I, I'm I'm a Christian, and and I went to Bible college, and 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 uh, I was going to go into the ministry, and then um, you know, God just had other ideas for me, which was totally cool, sure, and, sure. and and now here I am. So that's right, that's totally right, fun, right. Um, but uh, a lot of it was just knowledge that I gained uh, theologically, studying the Bible, just you know, really diving deep into understanding my faith, um, and also looking around and seeing that, you know, your quote-unquote Christian comics, which I don't even really like using that term, um, they suck for the most part. You know, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock anybody's no, no, right, all, but, right, no, but I mean, right. they're yes. not. Like, if you look at the comic book medium, they don't really provide. They okay, they don't suck. They 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 don't. They don't provide adult readers with the material they're looking for. Right. Is really because like like my niece, like we got her the action bible. And it's just the Bible in comic book form. It's great for kids. Right. As an adult. Right, not, not so, so good. Yeah. Um so like if you're you know, if the Bible itself is a great story anyway. Sure. So like if you're not a religious person, you don't you know, you don't know right. where you stand on that stuff. It's still a good read if right. you read it that way. And so I really wanted to provide that aspect of it. Just Share things that are important to me in my faith um, and tell a good story. Right. But the roots of all that started with Blade 2. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I thought that no. was going so, at all. Yeah. So I was, you know, uh, my parents weren't. This is great. Yeah, my parents weren't like sticks in the mud or anything like sure. that. You know, that, like, uh, but I wasn't allowed to watch regular movies sure. uh, growing up. Sure. And when I was, uh, I think, like a sophomore in high school, I wrote like a dissertation. To like 
like just to persuade them to let me see Blade Two. Um, because I saw the previews, I love the comic book. He's he's one of my favorite Marvel oh, characters. Awesome. Okay, and I was like, I want to see this movie. And mom was like, I don't know. It's rated R. It looks pretty violent. I mean, I I, I grew up loving monster movies, and sure. things like the old school Universal stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I love Dracula. Love vampires. And um, so I really wanted to see this. She let me. I walked out of the theater, and I thought, you know, it would be really cool if there was like. A half human, half angel kind of thing, yeah. which is not anything what New Thursday is now. <laughs> but like, and then like, I, we, my wife and I, we were going through some of my really old drawings, and like, we found the first drawing from like my ideas and everything from from memoirs, and it, it was nothing like it is now. Like, none of the angels look like people or anything like that. Oh, really? But design. the original designs, they didn't. No, no, they they don't now. They the don't original now. design, it looked like Blade. With a halo, <laughs> <laughs> and like I just totally ripped it off oh, of wow. the character, and so it's not like any of that now. But like those were the roots; that's where it started. Okay. So, so a combination of just my faith, studying why I believe what I believe, all those kind of things, right. and and putting it in to you know funneling it through Blade Two and, and right. my love for comics, and this is the product. Wow, that's yeah. man, that's yeah. that's and awesome. scary movies. I love scary movies. Yeah. Too. I love like the first blade. I love the second blade. Oh, yeah. I, I like the I like Trinity, and I don't don't start throwing shit at the screen. I know Trinity sucked, but I enjoyed it. I Ryan still enjoyed Reynolds it. Was really good in it. What's that? Ryan Reynolds was really good. He was really. I mean, is Ryan Reynolds really where good? His Deadpool career. Started. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Being a snarky smartass exactly. that could kick your ass if he had to. Yes. And Jessica Biel was pretty good too. Let's let's, <laughs> let's not forget Jessica. Um, but yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. So was there one like? story in the Bible that like was your favorite and like for, for that reason you kind of you drew from it or was it just the Bible as a as a whole? As a whole, but specifically the supernatural stuff. Okay. Like I said, I've always been drawn to that kind sure. of uh that's just always really interested me, which is why I love the show Supernatural. Yeah. Uh especially the first five seasons. Fantastic. Eric Kripke, man, Eric Kripke. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he's executive producer oh, now. Yeah, I, okay. I, I think so. I think they brought him back like season nine because it was, you know, like you said, after season five, it got a little shitty. Well, season six was okay because I like okay. I like the idea of season seven, season eight. They were struggling. They were struggling. They, like, they kind of lost characters. me for a minute, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. When Bobby died, I was like, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I, no. like, I can't do this. You know, I hate it when like when they think, all right. Has our show jumped the shark? We need to kill somebody. Right. Who are we going to kill? Yeah. Uh, we can get killed Bobby, you know? Yeah. And I'm and, like, it's so fucking mean. coming from a show that titled one of their episodes, Jump the Shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you expect something a little bit better, better than, than that. that. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, I know Jason is a huge Supernatural fan. Kripke in the French Mistake in season six. I don't remember that. Oh. I guess this is an episode that he wrote in season six, maybe. Probably. I don't know. Yeah, Kripke yeah. was the shit. Yeah. Kripke wrote a fantastic comic book, by the way. Really? It was so fucking... Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was so fantastic. The name is escaping me right now. <laughs> uh, come on, guys. Help me out. You know what I'm fucking talking about. Eric Kripke, it was the... Uh, okay. Synopsis. Okay. Um, it was when... There was a, uh, he was like a middle-aged man. His wife was cheating on him and shit. And he ended up getting these pills. He ended up finding this truck full of pills that made him like, God damn it. 
I thought it was it. It made him like super strong and he ended up helping this girl out. She was like getting beat up by the mob and he started a war with the mob and here's this fat middle-aged man and he's like fucking ripping heads off and shit. I mean, it was fantastic. What is this? I need Jacked. To- Thank you, Jason. Yes. Jacked. Yeah, Eric Kripke wrote it. Had great artwork. The artist, of course, escapes me. It was nobody that I ever knew. Right. Uh, but yeah, you should check it out, man. I it's will, called Jacks. All right. Uh, it was my it pick of the week. Like every week, it came out because it was just <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, Eric Kripke can. Uh, oh, thanks. John knew it too. John, you as soon as you seen that in the chat, you put it in. You didn't know that shit. <laughs> John, John works at Fire Park with me. Oh, cool. Um, nice. Yeah, so yeah, Eric Crispy's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just just the Bible as a whole and yeah, and yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, so like you so you say you're a comic book fan. What did you grow up read what did you like reading? Um It wasn't Chris Claremont's X-Men, apparently. No. <laughs> no, actually a lot of like when I was a kid, a big part of um my introduction to comics actually wasn't comics. Um it was uh animated TV shows. So like Batman the Animated Series. Yes. I'm a '90s kid, so I got Batman the Animated Series, um, X Men the Animated yes. Series. Yes. Um, you know all the Justice League stuff. So through those shows, I became a huge comic book fan. Okay. And then, and then like I mean I had I had uh, some pivotal comics in my childhood. Like I I, I love the Archie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles run. Yes. I love yes. that run. That was fantastic. Um, and the Death of Superman was yeah. probably the first comic that I actually remember okay. owning. Yeah, yeah. My friend Joe, like, it changed his life. Really? Yeah. And it didn't change my life, but I like, like this is how much of a nerd I was. I um, I would sit there and I had a little tape recorder and I had the Death of Superman and I would like do an audio book. Of, of the comic and like looking back I was I'm like wow that's so sad <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my goodness that is such a sad that's thing. awesome like, no yeah. dude you were kind of like you were audible before fucking audible was going on dude <laughs> only to you myself been... <laughs> though like, I, don't even, I don't even think my parents heard that stuff like yeah that, that's awesome yeah. you know it's funny I've had so many people on the show uh, Jay Sandlin uh, who, who's a comic book creator who was mm-hmm. on my show he said the same thing, like his first intro to comic books was the X-Men, the 90s X-Men cartoon, yeah, which show. I have still never seen. Oh, Not one fucking episode of this cartoon have I seen. I need to watch it. I know you're all going to start shitting on me. Well, here, and I, I, agree, I agree. Here's the thing. With that show, the Dark Phoenix saga is amazing. Really? They did that. They did Apocalypse. They yeah. did, you know, cables in it. Oh, like they did a cables great, in it, dude. Yes, they did such a good job with that show. Wow. Well, that's the thing. Like looking back now, like looking at cartoons now, sure. Like, like you know, they, they're for this generation. That's totally cool. But like watching shows now and then watching the cartoons, like when when I was growing up, and even in the eighties, like there's some some not so kid friendly stuff in there, and right? Like, Absolutely. Know, people died and Batman the anime people blew up and all yes. that kind of stuff. So it was like yes. I mean, hey, you know, that's, yeah. that's cool with so, me. So you know, so it's 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 kinda it's kinda backwards what you think it would be. You would think the nineties stuff would be so G. Yeah. And it really wasn't. Like not, I, not I'm a all. huge fan of the anime series. And I believe Casey Strohs is in the chat as well. Him and his girlfriend are getting ready to start a podcast and it's they're going to be like watching 
uh, they're going to go through the entire Batman animated series, oh, that's and they're going to awesome. they're going to commentate it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm like, dude, that's fucking fantastic. Because like I'm 31 years old, so even now, still, that's my favorite TV show. Yeah, yeah, like, right, it right, right. Because it consistently was good. Like the so first season was a little more kid friendly, but sure. other than that, it was fantastic. Bruce Tim, like if it's not Bruce Tim, I don't think it's Batman. Yeah. Uh, the Killing Joke movie that came out at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Me and me and Big Sam, the guy I do meatheads on movies with. Uh, we went and seen it. You know, we got tickets. Went, we went yeah. seen a fucking cartoons movie theater. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. And it, it was only for like two days. It's only showed it in the theater for two days. And it wasn't Bruce Tim. And I fucking hated it. Yeah. Like every time Batman spoke, I'm like, oh God, this isn't Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's how powerful. I got to that meet was. Kevin Conroy, the guy that did the voice of Batman in the animated series. Oh, I was oh saying, who God. was I saying? Yeah, Bruce, well, he created it. He, he created, created it. it. Yeah, but I, yeah. oh, Kevin Conroy, so thank okay. you. Okay, no, no, you. no. Okay. Dude, this is what you're gonna ask him. This is what I do. I fuck shit up. I mispronounce you're, names. You're still right because he created the he whole created show. It. He created yeah. that whole animated I knew, universe. I knew I knew, who, I, knew I knew yeah. the name from somewhere. Uh, no, Kevin Conroy. If it's not Kevin Conroy, I'm like, who is this? Who's this talking through Batman? Like, this yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. So you got to meet that guy. I got to meet him. Yeah. It was. It was at. Uh, oh, it was this year actually. It was at Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. We, okay. Uh, we were both at the show. It was Saturday night. And we were both exhausted. Sure. Like, there were like five people in his line at that point. Other than that, it was like packed and sold out. Like I didn't even try to get in line. Right. So it was Saturday evening. The line wasn't that long. I get up to him. Both of us are like eyes are bloodshot. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, how a super nice guy. Like, even when he was really tired, he was yeah. really polite and nice. And and um and like he was like, hey, how are you? I was like, I'm good. And both of us were just so tired. <laughs> but I have this. Uh, I have a a book that's actually out of print now. It's called Batman Animated. And it's just a behind-the-scenes um, take on that. Oh, wow. Our animated series. And he signed the front cover, and he signed it uh, to Brian. I am Vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman. Kevin Conroy. Really? I was like, I, am, like, I was on cloud nine. Yes. I have never, like, fanboyed that hard right, before right. in my life. And that's awesome. Yeah. How cool is it when you meet a creator like that? Or, you know, uh, 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 he's, I mean, he's a fucking star. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah, man. And it's like... They're better than you thought they would be. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it's he's like such, he was so such cool. A gentleman, he was so was he? so nice. And like yeah. you said, yeah. those are long fucking days. Like even as a like a a, a, a con goer, because yeah. that's what I do. I'm a con goer, <laughs> and dude. Hell, three hours in, I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. I need to take a nap and come back, <laughs> yeah. or you know, maybe I just leave. And I t- I typically leave. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we were at that one actually. Me and my wife, we went. I think I actually seen I you there. Yeah, I think I remember you. you yeah, yeah, yeah. By. yeah. Yeah, we stopped by for a second. Um, but yeah, we didn't really get seen. by Peter David was there. Okay. So okay. I went and talked to Peter, and you know, yeah. just he was actually cooler. <laughs> was he cranky? <laughs> no, he wasn't cranky because he was air conditioned. His fat ass was sitting down. It's uh, so important. It is really so important. <laughs> but you do a lot of sitting at those cons. Yeah, I don't yeah, think he yeah. ever gets up. Uh, who is that? Oh, Marcos. What's up, Marcos, man? Um, yeah, talking to Brian, man. Where you been at, dude? You done missed you missed the best part, dude. You missed the meat. You gotta go back. You gotta rewatch. You gotta rewatch. <laughs> That's the beauty of Facebook, though. It'll That's the beauty be of Facebook. It'll fucking be there, man. It'll be there. Um, man, that's a dude. Now nah, I really want to meet Kevin Conroy. He's, well, he'll actually be at Louisville SuperCon because they're doing like a little mini Batman. The enemy. Are you not gonna be there? No, I'm going now. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, no, I'm going now. I thought like maybe you're out of town. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. man, he'll be there, and then a couple other people that did voices with the animated series were there. Okay, be there as well. Awesome, so, yeah. awesome. Um, 
Oh, this was kind of stupid. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes and I have a beer in. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fucking dumb. But there, you know, like there used to be, there was a podcasting group that I was a part of. And uh, like people would ask me all the time, like there was a guy earlier when I was setting up my shit, he just kind of, kind of ho- hovered over us for a minute. It was like, it's like, what's up, man? He's like, oh, nothing. Checking out your setup. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, it's the, the least money can buy. You know? Honestly, like, I was thinking when he walked up, I was like, you kind of looks like like a, like a kind of a chubbier Ron Swanson. <laughs> a little bit. Like, no, no, yes. you know, absolutely no yes. disrespect at all. But no, like, no, no, that no. Was, right. that, was, that was what he Yeah, like, you're you know? right. I didn't, you I didn't get yourself, that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was waiting for him to ask me a question, but he never did. But, mm. like, um, People ask, like, there's actually, I thought she'd be here tonight for this group over here. She's a, she's a paramedic. I'm really getting off fucking topic, sorry. But she was she sent me a Facebook message wanting to know, because she's thinking about doing a podcast. I assume it's EMS related, I don't know. Uh, but she was like, I want to bounce some ideas off of you and everything. So my point is, is like, when I used to start my Facebook show before I actually started the show, it'd be kind of behind the scenes thing, and I would show people what I was using and stuff like that. So with Chad, I always did this. With you... Breaking into the industry right now, yeah. what what kind of advice would you give, like someone who's who's out there right now, who's like, man, like I'm a decent artist, I got some great ideas. How do I how do I get into the industry? How do I get my number one whatever on paper and in people's hands? Yeah. Uh, a couple things. Uh, one. And it, it, it is just as simple as it sounds and as difficult as it sounds. Just do it. Right. Like, you know, sit it, down and yeah, do it. Sit down and do it. Um, in, in the digital age, if you have the means, uh, yes. start it as a webcomic. It doesn't cost you. It costs you a domain. It's great advice. It. Like, it's, it's not a whole lot of money. Um, so you're basically and, saying you digitally do it and then you upload it to... Yeah, to your website. Um, and like Wix.com, they have free... Uh, websites that you can create. Wix, Wix.com. W-I-X.com. Oh, W-I-X.com. Okay. And, and they're really helpful. Um, oh, wow. Just some really basic stuff. And then uh, there's some really good tools like um, uh, a guy that I that has been really helpful to me. His name's Dirk Manning. Okay. Um, and he has a book out called Right or Wrong, W-I-R-T-E. And it's really, it is essentially his in and outs of how to break into the, the industry. I read that when I first, like, before I even started. Oh, wow. Um, you know, and, and his big focus, his big push, which I completely agree, is work on your fan base. You know, put out your uh, your material, put out your product, and, and, and build the fan base. You know, take a few years, you know, don't just... Sure, like, sure. And stay with it. That, I think that's the big thing, because we've learned, my wife and I, we go to, you know, as many shows as we can, and Absolutely. we've learned that... The people that stay around the longest get the fan base because your first year, your first time at a show, you may get nothing. Right, but right. If you go back, people see that you're there again, and and the more you're there, the more that they will, you know, be okay. interested and and, and show that you're consistent, that you're going to come back. Because so sure. many independent creators, for whatever reason, right. you know, life happens, or, or or you know, they don't get the results that they want. They do one, two issues, and then they're done. Right, you right. Know? And you never see them again. So a lot That's of true. a lot of readers, they want something they can invest in. They Absolutely. want to know that that creator is going to stay around. And sadly, it takes you. It takes a while, you know, for you to for you to do. That. That's why I say do a web comic because right, it's, right. it's cheaper than what we did. Right, you know, right. We just put a ton of money because we had the means. Right. We put money into it at first and just hope it it paid off. And 
it's, it has. Good. <laughs> you know yeah, man. Yeah, that's, and that's Not great. But it took us a while. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. And it's still going to take us a while to get even further. Right. Uh, that's great advice. That's good shit. I had no idea uh, that you could do that stuff. So that's cool. Um, what, like, what would you say has been like your, okay, Brian, Brian today. Uh-huh. Is we're going, we got the uh, the time stone and the infinity gauntlet. <laughs> we're going back to Brian five years ago okay. yeah. and going, and Brian's sitting down with his pencil and paper drawing his, his uh, very human like uh, <laughs> demons. And that he goes, Hey, young Brian, make sure you do what? Um, keep researching. Researching, researching the topic that you want to produce, like story-wise. Yeah. You mean okay? Because like you said earlier, the artwork can only get you so far. Absolutely. So like you can have really great-looking comic, but if there's no substance, if there's no story, if you don't really know where this is going, yes, then it can fall apart, and you'll lose readers. <laughs> I have, and guys know this. My, my typically my show is like I review comics. Mm-hmm. I buy comics every week. I talk about them. I tell you what's great, what's not. Uh, what I think is worth your money, what's, what you can pass on. Yeah. And I, if I start with a book, if I start with a number one, I'll stay with the three issues. You have to grab me. It's so competitive now. Comic books are so expensive. You have to get, you have to get me invested in three issues. Yeah. If not, you're out of my pools. And, you know, it may pick up down the road and somebody go, oh, my God, that second story arc of... This was fantastic. Right. Now I'm gonna go back and check it out online, probably. Right, yeah. But um, but yeah, that's. I mean, you got to hook me with the story. And you know, the, every time we, because me and other creators have had this conversation, yeah. and I always, my mind always goes back to. And you may be a little young for this. Oh, okay. you may be a little young. All right. You might be a little young for this young buck. <laughs> so let let, let yeah. grandpa tell you a story. Let me lay me down with your wisdom. Right, so, let grandpa yeah. tell you a story about. <laughs> The creation of image comics. Oh, here we go. Here Do you remember go. this? I, I was I was like six. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking six? Are you kidding me? What was that? Ninety three? Fuck man, I don't know. I'm too old, I'm too old to know. I, think that. I was in like kindergarten. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> don't man. feel bad. I was I was junior college in ninety three. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. So all these super artists from Marvel were pissed off about not making money and getting character rights and all that. Partly so, I agree. Uh, they all said, fuck you, we're going to go and we're going to make our own comic group, our own comic company. And they did. And they uh, drew, illustrated, and wrote a lot of their own shit. It was crap. <laughs> it was awful. The only thing I can even remember, and you guys chime in and you tell me what you think, you might already be. You're not influenced by Spawn. No. Uh, I was born in 93. Robin, that's your wife. Yeah. <laughs> You're young too, Robin. You're young too. Um, yeah, you were born in 93. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> so I remember going and getting these image comic books, all these number ones, Savage Dragon, Spawn, Wildcats. That was Jim Lee's was yeah, Wildcats. Yeah. You remember Wildcats? Uh, there, there was a cartoon. There was a cartoon, yeah, yeah, yes. 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 Yeah. And Wildcats was actually the only one that really stood out to me. Savage Dragon, which was um, the guy that can't draw feet. Oh, Rob, Rob Lightfield. Yeah, yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yes, Rob Lightfield. 
um, Shadowhawk, which was uh, was it George Perez? Maybe yeah. George Perez. Yeah, I think okay. that was George Perez. Uh, that was decent, but I mean, like, I remember going, oh my God, oh my God, Paige so beautiful, oh my God. Second issue, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty pretty nice to look at. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool scene. Yeah, I don't, what? Okay, he's dead. I really don't care that he's dead. Uh, you know, and it's just, and then that's when I realized that I guess I was maybe at the, like, I was getting older, right? right. I wasn't a fucking kid that was just needed picture books. Uh-huh. I kind of still do, don't get me wrong. <laughs> But it was like, oh, my God, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I need fucking story. Well, and the thing with that is, like, if every single page or every other page is a splash page, and if this two-page spread... It's too much. You get numb to it. Numb. And you're like... Desensitized, Yeah, yes. you're like, okay, that's cool. Just like every other page out here. Where's <laughs> yeah. the story? Right, yeah. right, right. And then it's like anything else with artists nowadays, especially the great artists... They get behind, yeah. or if they're not behind, you wish they were behind because they're putting out subpar work. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you yeah. wish they were behind. What's you that? Just get busy with something else. You know, just, just <laughs> right, we're, we're right. Wasting my time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Image Comics, man. Every time we talk about, like, just beautiful artwork, I'm like, and I've, I've seen it. I've seen it happen before, and it's you really have to have both. And that's what makes, like, other than, like, a novel, right. which, you know, totally, totally different thing right mm-hmm. totally different medium comic like when you get it's peanut butter and fucking jelly man it, and when you get that artwork and that fucking story and then you get the splash page yeah. of the dude that you've been wanting to get his fucking head knocked off for 12 issues he finally does and it looks beautiful yeah. it's satisfying it's sex man it's fucking nerd <laughs> it's nerdgasm dude I'm telling you it's the best thing and it's what's hooked me my dad was reading comics to me before I could read. Oh, really? Yeah, Chris Claremont's X-Men. Yeah, there you go. Uh, like Wolverine, like maybe, you know, I was four or five. Uh, you know, probably shouldn't, Wolverine shouldn't have been my hero, but he was. You know, he's drinking beer, he's killing people, he's smoking cigars. That's a hero I can get behind. That's a hero you can get behind. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. hairy, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and he'll just fight anybody. I loved <laughs> Wolverine when I was a kid. So, and it's kind of stayed with me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were talking about, like, you were talking about the Christian comic books. And yeah. It made me think of something else. I am fucking all over the place right now. Um, but that's the reason I started this show. Really? Yeah. I had, <clears throat> I tore my boss up and uh, I was unable to work. Yeah. I told my wife, which luckily I'm at a job where I still get paid, even though if, if I'm not there or not. Right, yeah. So... I, I told my wife, I was like, I wanted to do a fire department podcast. It was when me and the guy started talking about our content, I was like, holy shit, we can't do this. Like, <laughs> we're going to get in trouble. Yeah. So we didn't. And I told her, I was like, I'm going to do something. And all the comic book podcasts that I listened to, no disrespect. But I'm not going to say they sucked. Like, Brian said, all the Christian Yeah, I was sucked. not. I was not, <laughs> I was not uh, as polite as I could have been. My bad. No, no, no. I. I'll say that they didn't entertain me. And it was a Marvel podcast or a DC podcast or an image podcast. Whatever the books they had out were fucking great. And I was reading those books and I was listening going, no, it wasn't. That was shit. That was bullshit. And why was it late? And why the artwork look rushed? And why is this guy doing this? And blah, blah, blah. So I thought, you know what? I buy comic books every week. I'm going to, I'm going to tell people my goal, my whole goal was to get people back into comic shops. Yeah. Like, I feel like 
it's kind of but they're kind of in that early death throes of the Walden books, the bookstores. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of it's digital now. And now Walmart's starting to produce comic books. Uh, you know, DC's got an exclusive thing with Walmart. Mm-hmm. I just, I see... You see the years down the road. Yeah. Yes, I see yeah. the... You know, but, you know, people love the movies and everything. And I'm like, this is where it came from, man. Yeah. Like, you want to know more about Spider-Man, Black Panther, uh, Wasp, fucking Ant-Man? Dude, come here. Go, yeah. go, go to the Zone Comic Shop. Go to Comic World. Go to... Uh, Heroes and Games? Yeah, yeah. Heroes and Games. Go there. And, and dude, there's a fucking world for you to enrich well, we to, to yourself like, with. We have like five or six comic book stores in the city. Yes. Yeah, like it's crazy because you go like a lot of cities, especially like, I mean, even like medium-sized cities, like New York, I'm sure has a ton. But like, I'm surprised at how many we actually have. Yes. I, you know, and it's funny because you know, I, this was one of my topics on the last show was the Walmart DC exclusive right, thing. yeah. And it's, you know, yeah, it's not a big deal right now. But what if Walmart decide, oh, we'll call Diamond and we'll just, we'll start comic book rack. Yeah. It's going to push all the, the, the yeah. little guys out. And it's that it's that easy. And it could e- happen that easily. Well, it's also GameStop, too. That's yeah. what somebody said yeah. in the chat GameStop last week because I had no idea about yeah. that. Yeah, I was shocked. But uh, Marcos, which I think he's from Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's upstate oh. Michigan, if I'm not if I'm correct. He was saying that there's no comic shops around him. Yeah. Like, and you're right. We've got at least four, at least, at least four or five. At least yeah. four or five, I can think of. Yeah. 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 And then we got we got some of our sales in Lexington, yeah. which aren't that far of a drive. Right. But uh, yeah. So it, it's you know I just man, whenever I did something good at home or on the field on the field, my dad took me to Great Escape. Yeah, the Great Escape yeah. was where I got to go. You yeah. know, like that was like one of the first ones around Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, still one of the oldest, I think. And I remember that was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, well that was a pivotal part of, of my childhood too. You know, the comic books that that I did get. Like there was an old store. It was in the South End, right off um, South, uh, Southern Parkway. Okay. Uh, and it was called Potato Potato, Potato Man. Man. Yes. <laughs> and and um, we you know we went there every Saturday. Did that you really? Thing. My dad and I went. Yeah, okay. Every cool. single Saturday. Um and uh, so now does your dad read also? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. His he would be sad that I said Superman uh, instead of Captain America. Ah, he loves Captain America. That's and, my favorite. And man. Sergeant Fury. Yes, and uh, the Howling Commandos. Yes, that was, that was, that's his thing, man. So, wow. Yeah. yeah, that is old school. Yeah, because my dad used to read that also, and that in Sergeant Rock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, Sergeant yeah, Rock. Yeah, yeah. And this is what my dad said they would do. He said you'd be riding in a car, you would read a comic book. And you throw it away. Wow. You fucking throw it away. Ooh, that kind of hurts me. Oh, that, that doesn't kind of hurt me. Crushes my that, soul. That, yeah, very much so. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because can you imagine? I mean, Jeez. nobody knew yeah. about 50 no. years yeah. later, 60 yeah. years later, that, yeah. oh, my God, you well, just threw that, an amazing adventures well, that, number one away. That's where comic books like almost took like a huge hit in the 90s, 90s. too. Because everybody uh, Marvel was like, we're going to print, you know, 300 of this issue. Exactly. Uh, you know, 300 covers of this issue. And every and people were like, oh, well, I got I I to buy issue. all of them. Sure. It's going to get me through college. It's going to get my kids. Like, the only reason that they were valuable, the old ones were valuable, is because they didn't make that many. Nobody. There's, yeah, yeah they were low super rare. print run. Yeah. That's the reason, like, I buy a lot of uh, indie number ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even give a shit what it looks like. If Rick Remender or Robert Kirkman or anybody, like, any yeah. like the big creators, they got a small indie run, number one, I buy it. Yeah. Even if it sucks. 
because if it's the next AMC hit, right, I'm right. putting in a pool. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like, like, and, and I mean, you know, we're we're an any creative team in a in a pool of thousands upon thousands sure. of indie creators. Um, but you know, we we we're now we're not going to do the series in black and white anymore. So the limited run that we did of the first three issues, that's it. So like, you know, if you are a collector and you think this might go somewhere, that's something to think about. Ah, so, you know, shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, not so, so shameless. Not so shameless, shameless but, you know, that's a, that, yeah. No, that's a great, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And, and then, you know, because like you said, you go to these cons too. And, you know, Monty, I know Monty just got in the chat. I know he goes to some cons. Mm-hmm. Um, you see all these like you said, these small, these small creators, right, these, yeah. you know, these guys that had Kickstarters that got their books going yep. and you're like, I always wonder, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the job. I mean, I'm just a fan of the industry yeah. and I want all of them to be the next AMC. Right, yeah. I want them all to be the next yeah. uh, big movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm all, I look at every one of them and I'm like, Am I going to, like, 10 years down the road, am I going to be like, holy shit, I remember that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Memoirs of an Angel. <laughs> oh, my God, I got picked up by Universal. What the fuck? Oh, it's on insane. Netflix. That'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I read books all the time, and I am I can so see, like, Gideon Falls and, and, and books like that. Like, do you know about Gideon Falls? Uh, oh, my God. It. I've heard of it, but I don't oh my know God. too much about it. You motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm telling you right now, you being a horror guy, yeah. please check out Gideon Falls. Okay, all right. You're going to fucking love it. I'm reading, like, I read, I read a lot in the bathroom. I'm not going to lie. A lot of us do. Yeah. I'll admit it. And I'm like, and then, like, my wife will do something in the next room, make a noise. And I'm like, God. <laughs> Thank God I'm on the toilet because it would have been a mess. Because <laughs> Gideon Falls is fucking scary as shit. All right. And Adrian Soriento does uh-huh. the art. I mean, to me, he's one of the top three guys in the industry right now. Yeah. And when he's doing horror, he's number fucking one. All right. Please check it out. I'd love to know what you think out. about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, oh, Sacred Creatures. Yeah. That's a great one, Jason. Uh, Sacred Creatures, no one should check out because of that supernatural element you talk about uh-huh. and the biblical aspect. Yeah. Um, these guys are basically the, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, because the second issue just came. No, that was uh, Magic Order. They're on seven, I believe, uh, Sacred Creatures. But they're, um, they're greed, oh, gluttony. I've, yes. I've, I've seen it. Okay. I haven't, I, don't, I haven't read it yet, but I've seen Please it. Please yeah. check that oh, out. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a trade out. Because I know, like, on View Comic, there was, like, six or seven issues already. Yeah, yeah. So you would really like that, too, yeah, if you, I, if I you like that. I, I know you mentioned the Magic Order. I actually, I read the first issue. I picked it, the second issue up. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Yeah, it's just, it but, came out this week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen it, that. Man, it, the first issue is pretty freaking good, it, dude. I, was it? I think it was my pick of the week. It was either that or Weatherman was my pick of the week last, or the week that number one Magic Order came out. Yeah. I'm a big Mark. Well, our fan. I am too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be honest and to be totally transparent, Mark hasn't done it in a while. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, Huck was pretty good, but uh, he really like, I mean, I used to love his shit. Mm-hmm. And then he got kind of, I don't know, because Hollywood was buying all of his properties up and he's well, like, Netflix, fucking. Netflix is, he has a big deal with him now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah so he's got a, like yeah, the Malar World. Yeah. 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 That's going to be awesome. Yeah. 
But dude, when I read that number one uh, uh, Magic Order, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, Miller's Millar's back. Yeah, you know, Millar, Miller. How I think it's Miller. I went through this too because somebody corrected okay. me. And I was like, I don't know if you're right. So I officially looked it up. It is officially Miller. It is it's, Miller. It's, it's, it's Miller. It's okay. Just to spell All right. It. Yeah. Well, the, the the Welsh can't <laughs> spell their own last names. What's wrong with them, spell it man? Right. Come William on. Wallace would be fucking so mad at y'all. Uh, yeah, so Mark Miller, yeah, yeah fantastic. That's a fucking great book, man. Yeah, um, yeah it's essentially Harry Potter for adults. Yes, I mean yes. that's what it is. Yeah. Do you do you watch much TV? When I can, yeah, right, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. have much lot. You don't have a lot of time. Uh, I do. Um, so <laughs> I watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Um, do you have you seen the magicians on Sci-Fi? I have seen uh, clips here and there. I haven't been able to sit down and watch like a full season so or anything, good. but I've heard really good things. You like uh, it? My buddy Brent loves. I think he he's read all the books. Oh, really? And he loves. Okay. He loves the show. Yeah. I, you know, I've yet to meet someone that has read the books. I always see that in the in the yeah, uh, beginning like credits. Three books, maybe. Is there? Yeah, and then he's based the TV show off. So of he had that, read the books world. before he watched the show. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I guess, and he's happy with both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I mean, they're doing like a Game of Thrones kind of thing. Sure. Like, sure. I think the first season, first couple seasons, were really close. Um, how many seasons are out right now? I, I believe this is. I think they're going to four. This is four. Okay, so like the first couple seasons were very close to the books, um, and then now they're they're venturing venturing out a little bit. Thing. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah. cool. Love it, love it, love it. When there was this, they needed to break this spell, and there was a minotaur, and he was a total dick. He was like a <laughs> god in this fairy dimension, and he he's like, oh, you want to break the spell? That's easy. You just got to drink this, and he like. Well, at first he like walks in the woods and comes out. He's got this mug and it's like this, looks like mayonnaise running out of it. He basically jerked off in a mug. And to break this spell on this chick, she had to drink this mug of jizz, (laughs) minotaur jizz. (laughs) Yes. When you said Harry, this one got me on this subject. When you said Harry Potter for adults, I was like, holy shit, that's magicians, dude. That is so magicians. Um, yeah, man, that's great. I want to. I want to. Before we before we wrap this up, I want to get to this Grant Morrison X Men thing. Okay. Because uh, I was actually reading an article today, and that's where this question came from. Uh-huh. It was the top five greatest X Men writers of all time. Okay. And Chris Claremont was number one. By the way, um, Grant Morrison was second, and I was very I was surprised by that because I always hear like negative things about that run with the leather and you know yeah. what I mean? All that. Um, yeah, he kind of took what the movie like did and kind of like threw a little more comic book style. Now was it, now did that come before the movies? I want to say it came before, it came after the the first X-Men movie, I think. Okay. Or maybe not. I, I always remember. thought that that's where the movies got that look yeah, that from might was be, more that might be right. I may, maybe, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's probably pretty close. I mean, when I read it, I didn't, it, was, it was a while okay. after it came so out. What, so. so what I want to ask you is, is like, what about that run, like, did you yeah, like? I want to say it's... It's been a while since I've read it, so I need to reread it again. But well, I think, no, I, but, I think but, a big part of it is, like, Grant Morrison is so good at world building. Yes. And so if you want to know, like, everything in his comics, everything in his world, in his world that he builds has a reason. It makes sense. And there's no, like, you know, he did this and he can't do this because of reasons. 
you know, like you don't know. Like Grant Morrison is just really good at at, he is. at, uh, at building a world and sticking to them. He so. is, and I, I and I will I will tell you this: I do like some of Grant Morrison stuff, and I I, I like he's kind of like not so much Remender, but Hickman in the fact that it it, it they take him a minute to get going, mm-hmm. but he does, yeah. and his stories always wrap up pretty well. Yeah. His Batman run is what got me a little upset with him. Uh, I was just kind of fucking all over the place. I think Grant Morrison does a lot of drugs, which I'm, I'm fine. Well, interesting fact about Grant Morrison: apparently, he's like a self-proclaimed like like warlock. I'm not kidding, it's a thing. You should totally listen to an interview of him talking about it. It is out there, man. Like it is like holy shit. Like if you're into like supernatural stuff, him, Alan Moore, both of them. They're both like I know Alan Moore is like so, really they are, yeah that's that's their thing man and and it's interesting that is interesting I have never heard that before yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out yeah. that explains a lot actually yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so when you know that's where he's coming from you're like okay so this is why you write why you write yeah that's cool yeah uh, but now he did have like one of the coolest ideas about Batman. Which is not easy to do, by the way, because of all the great creators that have been on mm-hmm. him. But he actually had when uh, you know, uh, dark, dark, dark side uh, killed him with, with, with the, ba- the beams. Yeah, they was like, the anti life equation, all that shit. It gets way, it gets way out there. But that man had, uh, of course, predicted that someone would attack him psychically. So he had. Um, another personality in his psyche yeah. that if he was ever attacked and it was called like Enzar or something like that it was like mm-hmm. backwards or something I can't remember what it was which it's only Batman me. could do something only Batman could do something like that <laughs> yeah. like he's essentially Sherlock as yes. a superhero exactly, like, exactly. yeah he's Fucking ten steps ahead it's of everyone. Yes, I know. I thought it's like so. Are, are you a Batman fan? Would I you love say Batman? Yeah, is Batman he? is my favorite superhero. Is he? Period. Yeah, man. I tell you, I really go back and forth. Really? I, I'm like, I like your dad. Uh-huh. I'm a huge Captain America fan, yeah. and a lot of that reason is because of Mark Miller. Okay, his Ultimates run, like, yeah. didn't make Cap a pussy no more. Cap wasn't a pussy no more. He was a soldier. You know, he's ex-Army Ranger. Uh, he'll fuck you up if he has to. No yeah. one to. But, oh, yeah, well. He's a gentleman and a warrior. And a warrior. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I'm a big Captain America fan. And, uh, of course, Ed Brubaker's run yeah. made me a bigger Captain America fan. And Bucky fan, for that matter. But it's like, man, I read like Tom I'm reading Tom King's Batman right now. And I'll fucking love it. <laughs> and you would hate his Joker. I hate his Joker. Oh, really? Yes. What's, what's yes, going yes, on? What's yes. What's wrong with it? Uh, I think Tom King is like really trying to jack up the creep factor on him okay. and make him like this not so funny comedian that he only laughs at his own shit kind of deal. Uh-huh. And what I don't like is that he gets to drop on Batman in certain certain instances, and, and it's 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 almost I don't like his Joker at all. But the, even the interaction between Batman and Joker. It's so like forced, and you know, Joker's always telling these jokes, and it's like I, you get it. He's a sociopath. You, you get it. You know, but it, it, is it kind of like how like Spider-Man always has to have the one-liner when he's fighting? Yes. Is it like a bad version of that? Yes, okay. that's what I feel like. And I love Tom King. I, 
I've said this, he is the best writer ever on Batman. He has made character-defining moments, and some of them were with the Joker. War jokes and riddles. You know, we have all talked about this. Uh, It was fantastic, you know, when, I won't spoil it, but I will spoil it. Uh, You know, Joker actually saves Batman from killing somebody because he tells him, you can't be Batman if you do that. And it's, yes, you're like, whoa! Yeah, I mean, oh, it was mind Now I have to go find this issue. Yes. yes. <laughs> Casey Strohs, he's a big Batman fan. Yeah. You know, I, he, we did a, a best of 2017 show together, and I was talking about, I'm like, dude. He was like, well, I haven't read it, but I'm like, well, this, I'm going to tell you what sold me. Right. And I told him that storyline. He was like, I got to go get it. I got to go get it. Yeah. And it was, it was like, and it was just so well, well written where, and, and as a writer, you know this, like you're building like it's a rising action, right? And you're getting to the climax. And I, I love it when it ends on this page and I have to turn yes. this page. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. You know, it's a, that is the, one of the job. best feelings that you don't have in any other medium. Exactly. Is that turning the page and the big reveal is right. it just punches you in the face. Because right. with a novel, you got to search for it. you got to continue reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a comic, you turn the page. And and it hits like, you in the holy, face. Especially if it's like a beautiful two-page spread. Exactly. Oh, it's great. Yes. Yeah. This was like a, a, like a, a, a two-panel page. Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> I mean, you... You're rereading it. You're yeah. rereading it because you just can't believe what you just fucking read. Yeah. So it was it was that good. Uh, and it was the Joker. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't like his Joker, but that he made him a very integral part of the story. Mm-hmm. Kite Man. Oh, yeah. Yes. Kite yes. Man. I, I mean, read that. Oh, issue. you did? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. if you the, the if you, that you could take Kite Man and make and him. Elevate him. Yeah, and make him relevant. That's good. Yes. Like, yes. What? Who is this Who is guy? this guy? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he was ex CIA analyst and everything. He's a pretty sharp cat. Yeah, uh, and he's done some things I haven't liked too. But that's another story. But you know, yeah, a, a Batman. I mean, it's like you know, he's he he could be anybody. You know so, what I mean? Like, so who was your favorite? That was your favorite Batman writer? Is that what you said? He's my favorite Batman writer. Okay. Yes, Tom King. I've always said that Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo yes. were the two. They were the dynamic duo. Yeah. And, and me and Big Sam in Cincinnati, we got to meet them. We got to do their VIP experience. Oh, cool. And yes, it was yeah. so cool, man. Greg Capullo, man. He's like a metalhead. Yes. He had these stories about Rock on the Range, which was funny because Rock on the Range is in Columbus, Ohio. We were in Cincinnati. And he's talking about, oh, yeah, I've been here. I came to Rocket the Rage. And I'm going, Wrong place, man, I'm glad these nerds don't listen to metal because they would probably eat you alive right now. <laughs> but he had some great stories about it. But we got to talk to him. And, like, it was weird. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm a fucking talker. Yeah. But, I mean, we were in line. And, like, no one's, you know, everybody's getting their shit signed, right? Yeah. You know, like, you know, they pull out their suitcase and open their shit up. Right, I think they got yeah. to sign. We got to get, like, 10 things signed, which was a lot. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was real nice. Yeah. So they're signing all this stuff, and no one's really talking to him. So, and Scott Snyder, man, if you've ever heard Scott Snyder, Scott Snyder <laughs> has some issues. Like, I think he's a fantastic dude. Uh-huh. He's got some pain, and he's been through some shit, and it's very hard on him when he when he gets criticism for something that doesn't work. Really? Yes. Like, you could see, like, it really bothers him. Oh, and that's got to be a horribly tough spot to be in. Yeah. So, and, you know, Greg's kind of like, he had, Greg had a funny story. He was like, yeah, you know, something didn't go over real well. So I'm talking to Scott. And Scott's like, so, man, what do you do, man, when, like, people don't like your stuff? And Greg goes, yeah, man, that kind of sucks for you. Uh, <laughs> and Scott's like, 
motherfucker. <laughs> fucking, you don't ever get it. Yeah. And Greg Dutton, because yeah. he's always good. Yeah. Like, even Bad Greg Capullo's better than a lot of guys in the industry. Yeah. So he never gets it. It was hilarious because they're both laughing about it. So anyway, I tell him, I'm like, hey, guys, just want to let you know, me, me and Big Sam both, we, we think you two guys, you're the, you're the, you're the dynamic duo. You're of all the Batman creators, of all the artists, all the writers, no one has been as good as you two. Yeah. And Scott Snyder got up. I thought the motherfucker was going to hug me, which would have been awesome. Right. Uh, and he was like, dude, thank you for that. And like, he stuck his hand out. I'm like, yeah, man, thank you. You know, like, yeah. you made him one of, you made Batman one of my favorite characters. You made Scott Snyder's dad. I did, I think. <laughs> I think I did. That's so That cool. auditorium was packed, and yeah. I think I did. Yeah. And then Greg was like, Where's my wife at? My wife needs to hear this shit. She don't ever hear this shit. You know, like Greg, he's a trip, man. But uh, and Greg considers himself a tough guy. And uh, you know, I'm I'm two fifty. Sam's two seventy. Six three two seventy. You know, he wasn't gonna be too tough around us. Right, and I think yeah. he knew that because yeah. he was kind of like, you know, he was kind of like, you know, how much how much more shit you got in that bag? You know right. what I mean? And yeah. he was like, when he was signing our stuff, he was like, is that all you got? You got anything else you want to sign? He's <laughs> like, you sign my boob, Greg. And he, Greg was like, I'll sign your fucking tent. I don't care. Uh, so yeah, it, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Cons are great, man. Oh, you get to, awesome. like your, your Conroy story. I yeah. mean, like, I hear shit like that and I'm like, fuck, man. When's the next fucking con? You know, like, like I'm ready like, to go. It's always like, like the beginning of Sunday. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so tired. And then the end of Sunday, I'm like, oh, I don't want this to end. Right, it's right. Like, I just want to keep doing this. So, so when you when you go, because Brian goes to a lot of these cons. I've seen Brian at several. So, like, do you get to enjoy it at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Robin and I take shifts. Okay. Uh, actually, it's funny. It's a funny thing because um, if we're having like a lull, okay, and nobody's coming to the table. I will leave. And usually, someone will come buy something. That's just how it works. Why do you think that is? I think because my wife is beautiful. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not getting like shameless plug. No, yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> hey. And I, I, I'm, I'm being silly, but I actually kind of mean it practically because, like, you got a huge arena full of nerds, very pretty lady. At a comic book booth by herself, by herself, and not not this huge bearded right. Viking yeah. standing beside like, her. You know, they walk up, they're like, they're scared of me. Yeah, like, of course know, they like, are. You know, standing on the side, I'm like, hi. <laughs> and then, you know, but like, you know, Robin's really sweet, really nice. Yeah, she, and, yeah. And um, and so yeah, I, I I don't know if that's if that's it or not. But, but <laughs> I think no, know, that's perfect. We, we joke around. We, we joke around all the time. It's like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to the restroom, walk around a little bit. By the time I get back, you probably have sold five bucks. So, yeah. That's an excellent idea. Um, okay, Jay, Jason was responding to the um, to the Joker. He makes him a full blown nihilist, and that's true. Oh, he really does. Gotcha. Like, whereas more of a Joker is a like a chaos driven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this Joker's just fucking nihilist. He just he just he wants to kill everybody. Uh, so yeah, that's a good point, Jason. I just, I, think, I just now seen. I think uh, my favorite Joker story. Yes, because Joker's your favorite villain. Yeah, I think my favorite Joker story was Death of the Family. I think that probably has hard to, be, to beat. Yeah, it, 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 the when he takes down or when he shuts all the lights off at the police department, that is one of the creepiest comic book experiences I have ever had. When he's just standing there in the doorway yes. and his face is in shadow, yes. I'm like, oh gosh, please don't, please don't kill me through the page. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Like, and like, and that's why like, the, I, I say the only the only team that could compete with uh, Capullo and um, Snyder. Snyder is um, 
is potentially Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. I agree. With uh, the Long Halloween I agree. And Victory. Yes. Um, because those books, Long Halloween is probably my favorite Batman okay. story. Uh, Big Sam, um, I do meatheads with. That's his favorite. Because yeah, Batman's it. his favorite, and yeah. that's he said the exact same thing. And I think Tim Sale's artwork is perfect yeah. for Batman. It, it really it's is. Perfect. Yes, yeah. you're right. It really is. You know, it's you know, like did you did you have you read the Sean Murphy run? Uh, White Knight. Yeah. It's it's really good. I'm a huge Sean Murphy fan. Just his detail. Like he has a page where Batman is sitting in his cave. It's a full page. Not a splash, but it didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. And there's you could just I mean, I looked at it for twenty minutes. And I'm pointing out, I'm seeing Tim Burton stuff. I'm seeing, you know, uh, Joel Schumacher references. Uh I'm seeing, you know, uh, Tim Sale stuff down here in the corner. And it's just like, it was like this fucking homage to everybody that's done Batman. And uh, Jim Lee, when him and Frank Miller did that, all the the four four or five page spread of the bat came. Yes. Like, when I folded it out, oh my God. I was like, I did the same thing, like 25 minutes. It's just looking at everything. I like turned on Danny Elfman's music and just sat there and looked at it. <laughs> just you know, like, just like turned it on, started crying and looking at each page, analyzing it. Is, is Jim Lee one of your favorites? You think? Um, he's definitely one of my favorite artists. Is yeah, he? Yeah, I, I loved his X Men stuff a lot. Okay. Just, yeah, I, I liked I liked that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think he draws Batman very well. Hush yeah. was probably my favorite thing he did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Jim Lee is maybe one of my favorites ever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't, it, it maybe was like he had the 90s X Men where yeah. they had the uh, the 12 variant covers, uh-huh, yeah, you know, and yeah. Jim Lee did like every one of them and you put them all together and, and made, made the series closer thing, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what's up, Johnny? What's up, buddy? John Lucas, who was actually in the chat earlier, is now in the building. So that's fucking Blazing Defender first right there. That's pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah, man. You know, it's it's so it's I, I we do I do talk to comic creators on the show, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Oh, <laughs> but it's true. Fuck it, I tell the truth on the show. Um, and it's I'm a little disheartened. I'm so glad like you're a comic book reader still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like because a lot of them aren't. Well, and it's. I will say this, just just to defend them a little. Sure, bit. Sure, absolutely. It's so hard to to consume more things when you're creating a ton. Because like you know, like I have a day job still, you know. And sure. So like I, I do that, and then I'm married, and so sure. like, and I have friends and family, and and I have no time. Right, to, right. to watch shows that I really want to watch and read right. comics that I really want to read. Like I have a huge stack at home of comics that I will read. But I haven't gotten to him yet. Gotten to him, and yeah. so it's just you know, like there are days where I'm just like, you know what? No, screw it. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna read. Right, gonna, right. You know, pour a beer and read my. Comic, yes, and that's gonna be my evening. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Life gets in the way. Yeah. And there are some people creating. though that, that just don't care anymore. <laughs> right. And that, for they me, don't give like, a fuck. I would say that, like going back to you know, just the advice. Uh, you yes. Know, to yes. Starting out, never stop consuming stuff because right. that's a huge part of the creative process. If it's just you and your ideas, eventually it's probably going to suck. Right. Like you, you're not like I don't think anybody is that good. You have to be inspired by something exactly. somewhere. Yeah. Go in and check other people's stuff out. You know, right. like one of the coolest things about doing the Kickstarter right now is that I have been able to pay more attention because my, my attention's already on Kickstarter to other people doing Kickstarter campaigns, other graphic novels, sure. other comic books, and I've been, I've been snatching that stuff up, man. 
Like, I, and and I'm I've been introduced to some really cool indie creators that I will be following. Oh, awesome! Um, so it's yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. been a great you know bonus. Yeah, that was actually one of my questions that I had skipped. Uh, was how you stay motivated? Oh well, like, yeah, yeah, that's one of them. That's yeah. one of them. Yeah, take he take already a, did. Yeah, take a break. You know, for for a day or two, whenever you can, and just watch watch a movie, enjoy, and just read enjoy a good book, it, yeah. read a good comic, and just just let it, you know, just, just marinate on it. you. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Your words, <laughs> you using words is a lot better than mine. Right? Hey, that's so, a fucking hey, first too. Right. This is so a first. Yeah, no, that's you know, because like you know, uh, we. I, Good buddy, it's a tattoo artist, and we talk about that all the time. And you were talking about your artwork, and we were talking about like tattoo artists that really popped up on the scene because they've been on some TV shows and they've gotten their asses kicked. And I'm like, dude, that guy's terrible. He was like, man, when that dude first came on the scene, everybody wanted that cat. And I'm like, really? What happened? He goes, he started buying his own hype and he stopped getting better. Yeah. And this like, guy's been tattooed for over 20 years, and he still go. He yeah, still is learning things. And he's him. like, the day you stop learning, the day you stop getting better. Yeah. And, and and it's like fucking anything, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it, It's like Rocky Three. If you think about it, I mean, <laughs> yes. really, as, as, yes. you know, as, as cheesy as that may sound, no. it is. The man got too, the hype got to his head, and he was like, "Oh, I am awesome!" And then Clubber Lang beat the crap out of him. Exactly, you know, because so, there's always somebody better right. out there. And I think that's another thing is be as humble as you possibly can be. Yeah. Like, like I know there's always going to be somebody better than I am. Right. And that's fine with me. Right. I have a story that I want to tell, and I'm going to tell it. And I know, like, you know, I can't tell it alone. Right. You know, like I have a story editor that I bounce half my ideas off of oh, because awesome. I know there are some times when I'm like, this is great. He's like, yeah, yeah it's probably no, it's not, not, man. You probably shouldn't do that. And, and, and thankfully that hasn't happened a ton. Sure. Um, but it has happened. It will happen. My wife is probably more so the person because she's always like right there on the couch when I'm, when I'm working and right. I'm like, I'm like, what about this? And she's like, right. no. <laughs> Right, right. Because she's great at encouraging me, but she's also great at telling me when when stuff doesn't Man, work. I, I, that person is fucking invaluable. Yeah, and that, that, if you don't have that person, you'll you know, you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I've read. I mean, like, and I hate to say this too, but it's fucking true. Like, I had a guy on Twitter. It's like, hey man, I would really love for you to read my book and review my book on your show. And I was like, you may not. Like, you may not like that. Right. I was like, I don't. I haven't read your book. Uh, I'll read your book. You want to send me your book? I'll read your book. Yeah. And if it's, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to blast somebody like that. Yeah. Somebody yeah. at DC or somebody, I'll blast shit out of you because I'm <laughs> buying your shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're going to send me your book, I would love to review it on the air if it's going to help you. Right. If it's not going to help you, I'll give you my feedback. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it on the air. That's just not cool. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, I'm a fan. So I yeah. want to help people and, and I want to promote good stuff mm -hmm. because I want these guys to want to buy it. Right. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, and I'm not going to sit there and go, oh man, Mars of the Angel, man, it's fucking awesome and it not be. Right. You know, you see what I'm saying? So like this guy, he sent me his book and uh, man, it was a, it was a revenge story. Mm -hmm. The dude wore a mask. He shot people with a gun. Yeah. And uh, the artwork was okay and, I, you know, I, I sent a message back. I said, look, man, um, you know, how many people have you let read this? Mm -hmm. And he was like, a five or six. I'm like, yeah, you need more people to read this. Yeah. I said, and this may not be your final cut of the, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. love vigilante stories. We all do. But like, you know, make something like John Wick. Yeah. Like, 
you know, they created a world. Yeah, it was, it was a revenge story, but there was so much more than yeah. a revenge story. And that's why John Wick works. So give us something we haven't seen before. And I was like, you know, you give me your final cut and you want me to review it, I'll review it and how it goes, how it goes. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what, you know, with Memoirs of Angel, like, you know, because it does start, issue one introduces the main human character and he is on a revenge story, right? He is on a revenge quest. Right. But that's not what the story is about. Exactly. That's just how you introduce his character. Yeah. And if that really only lasts like that, that that story arc lasts the entire book mm -hmm. but that's not what it's about like right. we, we introduce that and then we put, put our focus on some spiritual characters and like their stories all intertwine by issue right. so like issue one two and three kind of act as like an anthology a little okay, bit yeah, and yeah. issue four all of them come together and that point on it's like an ensemble cast that right. just drives the story and, yeah and, it, and then it sounds like it kind of takes a takes a left turn a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. into issue one you're like what's sure. happening now exactly yeah, yeah. and that's dude that's what you gotta have like yeah. in a movie a tv show a comic book a novel if i've already figured out the ending this shit's gonna suck yeah because you know i'm not trying to figure it out but i'm like okay what's the motivation of this person yeah. all right why are they doing this and oh why oh I see what's going on now I've done that before and in the last ten pages hey stupid you were wrong right, and yeah. it's like oh wow that I was love so when fantastic that happens. I love I it I love when that happens I love when the writer is so much smarter than me yes <laughs> yes like, like like I love it even if it's like super obvious the whole time right. I feel like an idiot at the end right I, I, I love it I love it I love it make There's, me feel like an idiot right well, that's, what, <laughs> that's what we were saying on those on those pages like yeah holy shit holy shit oh my god you know yeah. what I mean uh, which is a little different because like we're thinking we know what this next page is going to be uh -huh. but then it, it, when the story ends it's like nah dude yeah. left turn Clyde and you're like oh my god like those those stories are the best yeah. and it sounds like that's what Memoirs of the Ages does uh, if, if I have if, if it's okay with you I would love after, I'd love to have you back on after I've read sure, the, yeah. the first story arc and uh, we, we can discuss it a little yeah. more. I think I, that would be fucking fantastic. That'd be great, man. That'd Absolutely. be great. Yeah. Uh, but Brian, that's all I got. Is there anything else you want to you want to pitch or you want to sell? Where where can guys find you? Right. Okay. So um, right now until July 29th, uh, we are actually doing the Kickstarter through then. Uh, uh, we'll post the the link. Um, sure. In the comments section, uh, so you guys. Can it's, already there. it's already posted. It's already posted. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Debo's my my producer on the live show. He he always got my back, nice. so he's already posted it. Cool, man. So yeah, you can go there. That's uh, you know, that that's really the chunk, the, the meat of where you could find all the good stuff right now. Um, but you know, there's also BrianRodman.com, okay, uh, where that has everything that I've done. There's a digital download of issue one as well. It's just a dollar. Okay. So if you kind of want to get, you know, you're maybe interested in what the video shows. A little yeah, bit yeah, work, yeah. Go spend spend the buck on, on the digital issue um, of issue one and, and download it. And uh, there's also a free download of the prologue. It's like eight pages. Okay. Uh, so that kind of gives, you know, a little bit of a tone. So between yeah. those two things, you can really, you know, see if you really get an like, idea, get an idea of what the series is, get, see if you like it or not. Okay. Um, but yeah, those two places. Uh, and then, you know, of course, uh, Facebook and, sure. and Instagram. Those yeah. are the two. I, I mean, I Googled Memoirs of an Angel and a ton of shit came up. So what's funny is <laughs> there is a Memoirs of an Angel book about a dog. Yes. Have you seen that? I did yeah. see that. And so I've accidentally tagged that <laughs> in a couple of my posts before. Because, like, you know, my phone will, like, jump up real quick yeah, yeah. and I won't realize that I've pushed the wrong thing. <laughs> and so later on, like, someone will be like, why is this about a dog? <laughs> 
like, I thought this was like angels and demons and horror stuff. Right. He's like, it's a German shepherd. What's wrong with you? I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I gotta go back and change it. There's also like a, uh, I was seeing like this anime thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it's an anime video game. It's oh, been around oh, okay. for a while. Has yeah. it been around for yeah, a while? Yeah, but okay. it's it's uh actually it was funny when I when I put out the first issue, my friend Sarah who loves the, the game, she was like, "Oh, this is great! She's like, it's awesome that you guys have a name." And I was like, "Oh crap, somebody else has the name." It's not copyrighted. So right, I'm right. Really, really thankful for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, guys, go check the Kickstarter out. Uh, like I said, he's got some great reward tiers, and uh, like, and, and I've bought Kickstarters before, and he they have really, really good reward tiers for like a fraction of what a lot of reward tiers are. So go check that out. It's really going to help him out some. Uh, don't forget, guys, podcasting podcastawards.com. Uh, I was was nominated last year uh, because of these guys. And if you go to the hobbies and games category and the people's choice category, select the Blazing Fender Conference Report, hit save. That's all you have to do. It's done. And if you would, my boys at Botch the D&D Podcast in the comedy section, hit them up too since you're on the page. That'd be fantastic. I love for lightning to strike twice. And, you know, guys were talking about – you know, why didn't some of the network shows get into it? And they were a little upset that he didn't win last year. If I'm nominated, I did win because I don't give two shits about what some committee thinks about my show. The listeners are what put me on that ballot. And that's what means the most to me. So I give two shits whether I win the award or not. Now I'm not saying that if we did win, the motherfucker wouldn't hang up behind me during my last show. It probably would. I'm just going to let you know that. But because I would be super proud of it. But you guys nominate me is all I really care about. Thank you so much for watching the, the show with me and Brian. Go check out Memoirs of the Angel. I'm super excited about it. I hope you are too. And uh, we're going to do a part two. Does Absolutely. that sound cool? Absolutely. Man. All right, brother. Cool. Thank you so much, man, for thank being you. on the show. Appreciate it. Guys, share this, like it, go to the Kickstarter, check him out. Let him know. Give him your feedback. I'm sure Brian would love to have that. Let me know what you think, uh, good or bad. You know, either way, fine. That's the only way we get better, man. Absolutely. So thanks a lot, guys, for tuning in. Podcast Awards. Don't forget Patreon. Hey, patreon.com forward slash Blazing Fender. Really appreciate your support there also. Guys, have a great, safe weekend. I'm going to, like, we were talking about stacks of comic books you're behind on. I haven't read anything from this week yet, but I'm still going to try to have the show tomorrow night. Uh, if it's only three books I'm reviewing, we'll talk about it because there's some really good shit. Magic Order number yeah, two. Yeah. Uh, there was something else I seen today. I was like, oh, shit. So there's some really good books. So I really want to get to them. If we only do three or four, that's all we do. But uh, so hopefully around 7 p.m. tomorrow night as well. Okay, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate your support, guys. Have a great weekend. Peace.